Blue Gold, nine sustainable development goals, nine episodes to discover inspirational stories about water. Episode four, innovating for the future. I think that the innovation of our approach was that um, we did something that it's not very seldom done, which is go for the maximum efficiency of our wastewater treatment system, pedal to the metal. The biggest challenge is actually human behavior, change management, to implement new processes, new technology and daily procedures. Climate change is forcing us to rethink how we live and work. On top of this, the COVID-19 pandemic has wreaked havoc on the global economy. Our societies and our economies must increase their ability to withstand sudden change. Goal number nine is industry, innovation and infrastructure. It seeks to build resilient infrastructure and to promote innovation and sustainable industrialization. Global spending on research and development has reached a high of almost 1.7 trillion US dollars, but this is not enough. As part of the SDGs, countries have pledged to substantially increase both public and private research and development spending by 2030. As Judith Roden, former president of the Rockefeller Foundation, said at a talk given to the RSA, we can't predict every disruption, but we can build a resilient capacity that enables us to prevent every disruption from becoming a disaster. In this episode, we will encounter two ways two different companies are doing just this, building resilience. Doing more with fewer resources, as we will discover in Costa Brava, or using augmented reality to provide service to faraway clients, as Veolia did in Jordan. Let's first travel to Costa Brava in northeast Spain. It's a rugged coastal area, rocky and dry, with few rivers running through it. That makes the landscape special and quite beautiful in some areas, but also makes it an area with a deficit of uh, water resources. My name is Luis Sala. I am a biologist and I work as a head of drinking water supply and water reclamation in the Costa Brava Girona Water Consortium. The Costa Brava Girona Water Consortium was founded in 1971 when cities in the region realized they needed to, to join together to manage the wastewater and eventually to provide drinking water. Veolia Water Technologies asked the consortium to participate in DemoWare, a European research project. They approached us because they knew of our experience in water reclamation and reuse, and they were asking if there was a place where to do all the tests related to indirect potable reuse through aquifer recharge. They chose El Port de la Selva, a small village on the coast, to test the feasibility of restoring the aquifer using reclaimed water and doing so without using expensive and energy-intensive membrane technologies such as reverse osmosis. And the quality that we achieved made us see that this should be the ultimate goal of wastewater treatment, to return the water to the environment in the quality as close as possible as you took it. And 
that was also a lesson that we can do more with what we have. Unfortunately, salt water infiltration into the aquifer and pollution from two biocides used in the town's port meant they did not continue after the research was complete. But once a planned reverse osmosis plant is operational, they will once again test how optimized the treatment process can be. We don't know what will be the outcome of this project. Maybe the results will tell us we have to go 100% reverse osmosis. We don't know, but if there is any percentage that can be lower, can be 90%, can be 80%, or can be 70%, whatever, we'll see, and we want to find out what is the best way and the most efficient way to produce water that can be uh, stored in the aquifers and used again by our communities. Now let's go to Israel and meet Alex Rappaport, Vice President of Product and Marketing for Fieldbit, a leading augmented reality knowledge platform for field service technicians. Fieldbit provides technicians with a real-time enhanced view, visible on a digital device such as smartphones or special AR glasses. We started to think how augmented reality and smart glasses can fit to industrial environment. And we interviewed many users and companies all around the world and we came to the conclusions that field service is something where augmented reality and smart glasses can benefit the most. In 2020, engineers from a water treatment plant in Jordan needed to travel to Germany to test new equipment from Veolia before it shipped to Jordan. But due to the lockdown on travel, engineers from the plant could not come. By using augmented reality, the Jordanian engineers were able to inspect the equipment without ever leaving Jordan. So the pandemic was a trigger actually of uh, using remote, uh, remote technologies. And it's happened in many different areas, you know, in education where, and in uh, business. So companies started to realize that they can do a lot of uh, on-site work remotely. So you can save on travel, you can reduce uh, CO2 emission uh, by not sending uh, teams and people all around the globe. Veolia has also used this technology at remote locations in Canada, but also uses it in Germany, despite being close to their clients there. Before visiting a client, using Philbit ensures their service technicians have the right parts and are better prepared, so that they need only one visit to solve the problem. In this pandemic situation, I think uh, people learned how to use collaboration technology in different aspects of their life, in education, in medicine, but also in industrial environment. And uh, we, see that, we think that it was a very good lesson for companies and organizations to change or to rethink their way to, to, to do business. They can be more efficient, they can be more uh, effective uh, using these kind of technologies. Today, we are being forced to accelerate ways to work more efficiently. As a result, the global market for augmented reality is expected to grow at a compound annual rate of 75% from 2016 to 2024, reaching 100 billion US dollars by 2024. 
But is this enough? What other technologies should we be investing in? The WHO tells us that by 2025, half of the world's population will be living in water-stressed areas. Already 785 million people lack even a basic drinking water service. This degrades health and hygiene, but also weakens our ability to withstand climate disruption. Are we innovating fast enough? In the end, the droughts are asking us, water managers, the question, where are we going to get our water from if it doesn't rain? And that's a question that needs to be answered. But it's not only what happens if it doesn't rain, but if it rains the same and our population increases, where are we going to get those extra resources from? So those are questions that can only be answered with uh, alternative water resources. In Costa Brava, already facing water challenges, Luis Sala's optimism is also a call to action. And there is hope for the future in this field because maybe there is no future without development on this field. The clock is ticking. Less than 10 years are left to meet the targets we have set ourselves. A decade for action, as the Secretary-General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, calls it. So, let's act today. We are all resources. <laughs>